The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There's a strong link between sports and medicine. If you're not at the top of your medical game, you can't play well, or you just can't play. Welcome to Bruce the Sports Doc with medical expert Dr. Bruce Grossinger. This program looks at advances and breakthroughs in medicine and how it relates to sports. Plus, you'll receive preventative tips and analysis of sports injuries this week. Now, here's Bruce the Sports Doc. Welcome to the newest edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. We're right here after an action-packed weekend, and I'm here with my co-host, Spencer the Wizard. And we're going to rumble in to America's Game of the Week. There it is. The 14th rematch of Brady versus Manning. Shout out to all our listeners. We're kicking off another great week with you guys. And uh, we're so happy to have you aboard um, for this Sunday. It's Thanksgiving weekend. So all you turkey lovers out there, it's time to pig out, including uh, you have Black Friday. So so a heck of a consecutive days. And uh, it's such an exciting time. Thanksgiving, everybody gathers around with their family. We wish everyone a wonderful week. But right now we got some business to attain to first. Well, the first game is a tale of two halves. We were watching the game, hoping for a back-and-forth rivalry between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in the frigid icebox at Gillette Stadium. And before you knew it, it was 24-0. The Broncos were winning, and it looked like it was going to be a yawner. And I'm sure many fans, given the sub-zero chill factors, decided to head home. But then came the second half. Then came the Tom Brady to Julian Edelman show. Edelman finished 110 yards, two touchdowns that were huge in the game. And you looked at um, Dominique Rogers-Cromartie getting injured for, for Denver, and that was a huge loss for them in the secondary as the Patriots exploited his absence in the second half of that game. Brady had more time to pass. Gronkowski was involved. And the fumble, really, by Monte Ball after the Patriots scored a touchdown, for them to get from 7-14 to that quickly really reinstated confidence for the Patriots because then they were able to focus and just say it's a 10-point ball game and this is just like a regular comeback now from 10 rather than being down um, by, by 17. So you looked at New England and Tom Brady, and I have a couple analysis that I have a couple things I want to get to, but just the resurgence of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I've never seen anybody as mentally tough as Bill Belichick in his halftime speech. I don't even know if he said a lot of words, but the players definitely got the message. And um, Akita Lee was really an MVP of this game because he deed up one of the best wide receivers in Demarius Thomas all game long. And the Patriots D really came alive. And for Denver, it really looked like 
Um, the Patriots are still that team to be reckoned with, and it's pretty incredible over the span of time, even with having Will Fork out, um, for New England to still be as uh, as relevant as they are every single season. And you really look at Peyton Manning, and uh, you know what, Dad? Can, I, I want to hear what your analysis is on Peyton Manning, um, f- especially in the second half of that ball game. Well, looking at the game it appeared that the wind really played a big factor. And when you looked at the second, um, actually it was the fourth quarter, it looked like, you know, Peyton Manning, there was a definite distinct difference between, in arm strength between Brady and Manning. And he threw multiple interceptions. The wind took the ball. And Manning looked in that second half, he looked very mortal. And he was hit a lot. And it, it just... It just looked like he was struggling, like he was running in quicksand. And the, he did come back, and the, and the game, as you know, went into overtime. And just watching the, the back and forth between the two players, Brady was just spectacular. If you just look over and over again at the touchdown pass to Gronkowski, it's a complete laser beam. And just the beauty, even in that weather, of the way that comes off his hands, in a beautiful spiral, um, you know, Brady, Brady just was was in total command. When he gets into the zone, you get a he see that look in his eyes, and the guy isn't going to be stopped. And we've seen that so many times. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning is one of the worst quarterbacks in uh, in, in weather situations, in cold weather situations. I mean, he's one in five in games below freezing. And, I mean, I, I shouldn't say he's one of the worst quarterbacks, but the way he throws the football, it's kind of a wobbler. It's not a spiral. It's not a tight spiral into the wind. So it, the wind can really take that kind of football throw. And you looked at Peyton. He just looked like he didn't want to be there. He just looked like he was not exactly having a, a grand time playing football. And that's because he's used to in Indianapolis playing in a dome and playing in ideal conditions without wind. And even in cold weather, Peyton Manning wearing gloves can still manage to ball out and perform well. Um, but the wind factor in New England, he just, you know, he doesn't have the same potency on his football as Tom Brady does. And that's just the way Peyton throws it. And in domes and in neutral, you know, weather situations, he, the football is being thrown so that the wide receivers are very catchable balls. The wobblers are even more catchable to hang in the air longer and they allow the receiver to make a play. And Peyton Manning, you know, is, is older. He's 37 years old, so he doesn't have that arm strength that he used to when he was younger to possibly get away with his, you know, throwing tendencies. And it's not that Peyton Manning is not a good throw of the football. No one could ever say that. But with the wind, it really affects his throw a lot more than Tom Brady's. So, as it turns out, New England held serve. They won in overtime a bit of a fluky uh punt situation where it was a muffed punt where it hit somebody's leg and sure enough New England wins at home like to move it seems to be like the NFC East is being clarified right now we have the haves and haves nots we've got essentially the Giants who really had their game they had to beat the Cowboys and they're also the Redskins getting getting creamed on Monday night football so it seems to me that with five games left to play, the Giants are out by two games. It's almost like in baseball. If you're out with five games with two to play, especially when you don't have any tiebreakers in the division, 
it seems like the Giants are effectively eliminated, you know, for the year. Um, I know we, I, w- I was wa- I was flying back from Phoenix and I was watching uh, the game on on Wi-Fi in my plane. I know, especially you were intently paying attention to the game and the Giants are your team, so we want to hear an analysis of that particular game. Even though the Giants are my team, I'm not going to let that bias, you know, affect how I analyze the game. I got to give tons of props to Tony Romo of all the momentum with the whole state of New York and the whole state of New Jersey absolutely on their feet it you know he converted third down after third down and that just shows his growth as a quarterback and he stayed calm and he was able to really decipher the injury to McBride putting Dez in the slot was really an effective matchup that the Cowboys completely exploited on the Giants and they exposed a weak area of the defense time and time again. I looked at the Giants, they were one and three in the red zone. They had two first and goals in the first half and they settled for three points, getting six. If the Giants would have scored on one of those touchdowns, they would have ended up winning the game. Instead, they called a draw play on fur down from the 11 yard line, an absolutely embarrassing call that just is pretty much accepting the fate as being a loser. And you look at Gilbride in the red zone, throwing on first down, running on second down, very predictable play calling down the red zone, and Hakeem Nix was a huge absence for the Giants and the lack of a tight end. I mean, you look at Jason Witten in the red zone was such a weapon. Scored from 22 yards out, and with Romo with time, my uncle even said, this one's going to Romo, and sure enough, it, it did. So you look at the Giants' red zone struggles. The defense <clears throat> actually gave up a few big plays, but for the most part, the defense played very well. First, Tony Romo, a completely acceptable performance. They pretty much only allowed Romo to score 17 points, which for a potent Dallas offense, that's absolutely fine. Uh, the Cruz fumble really hurt them, but the red zone offense for the Giants, they just couldn't capitalize on it. That drive of all the penalties from the New York Giants um, on that sack fumble, it was a it was a dogfight, and you got to give the Giants a ton of credit for scoring those 15 points. You know, you have first the touchdown to Brandon Meyer, and then you have Eli Manning coming back, but it's disappointing he never got to see the ball again. That's because Tony Tony Romo was excellent, but unfortunately, when you don't score in the red zone, you're going to lose football games, and and you, when your defense plays well enough for you to win, you know, it just is disappointing the red zone offense for the Giants really hurts them on a day when Brown was fantastic, on a day when Eli Manning really stepped up in key spots. They just couldn't put the ball into the end zone. And it's so rare to get into the red zone. You have the Dallas Cowboys defense that could be exploited. No big plays on the offense or the defensive side. And and that's what really hurt them is the Cowboys had the cruise fumble. The Cowboys had those two penalties that converted into touchdowns. And the New York Giants 
played a very good football game, but in the end, they needed just a couple of more plays. And when you're a team, the last thing I want to say is when you're a team that is five win, that is four wins and five losses, or four wins and six losses, and you're in must-win situations, you need to jump on the you need to jump on the on the visiting team. And when Dallas is coming in here cold, you know Dallas went up seven nothing. Eventually, they took a fourteen to six lead and stretch out to 21-6. It's not a way to defend serve at home and the Giants have shown that when they jump on opponents they can hold them off with their defense and with the crowd. You win home games by by jumping on teams and uh, just more urgency would have been nice and that draw play is the epitome of the loss there. Just that draw play is not showing the urgency needed to win that football game. So well, it looks like this first segment went in a flash. And we want to thank all the listeners to Voice America. We've got some really exciting things coming up. Join us back here in three minutes. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus Drug Discount Card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word TALK RADIO to 96362. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to Bruce at BruceTheSportsDoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and I'm here with my co-host, 
Spencer the Wizard, our usual sports analyst, and we're ripping through NFL football. We're going to try to highlight some games and move quickly through this list. And Spencer, the team with four wins in a row, very unlikely. Who would think that there would be a showdown between the Eagles and the Cardinals? Seven-win team versus a six-win team. Coming up right here in the city of brotherly love. You look at Arizona, and they're they're a very they're a very good home team. They're they've always been pretty strong in the desert, and uh, they beat Detroit earlier this year. They have a very they have a spectacular defense. I love the LSU tandem. I love Patrick Peterson really being the big brother to Tyron Matthew. There, um, they call it the no fly zone in uh, in Arizona, and they're just ball hawks on the outside. You look at it, Dar- Darnell Dockett. You look at um, their interior line. I love Bruce Arians. He's had success last year with a Colts team um, that that was featuring a rookie quarterback and not returning any superstars whatsoever other than Reggie Wayne, and he completely revamped that franchise. Um, now Pagano's doing a nice job there, but this was really a payback game this week with the Colts. You know, Bruce Arians versus, versus them, and uh, they jumped on him early. But look at Carson Palmer and the emergence of Michael Floyd, the Irish wide receiver, the Notre Dame fighting Irishman. The second year, he is really coming out and performing strong, and Carson's getting time in the pocket. And I've just been really impressed. He is just rocking and rolling. And uh, they go east next week, and uh, that's a game for Arizona. It just seems the Cardinals always struggle when they come out and they play two hours ahead of their scheduled time to play you know heading east just on the road they don't seem as polarizing as when they're at the university of phoenix stadium in glendale so that's going to be a tremendous game next week i can't wait to see how nick Foles does against his former you know state in arizona he went to the university of arizona just south of glendale tucson so that'll be an interesting storyline and that's going to be a fantastic game at the link, 1 o'clock. Can't wait to see Carson Palmer versus that Eagles defense. Um, so then I also want to talk to you about a team that is really struggling right now in Kansas City. And Phillip Rivers put on a torch show at Arrowhead yesterday. 29 of 37, 396, and three touchdowns. I mean, he is an underrated quarterback, Phillip Rivers. I know that people love Phillip. Um but the thing is about Philip Rivers is that he's a very short passer. He meticulously take his, takes his team down. Um, but you got to give him credit. I mean, he has been playing his heart out this year. And uh, Ken, Kenny Wisenhunt is taking the San Diego team with Phillip and turning it turning it around. But uh, unfortunately, they, you know, San Diego, I think, is just on the outskirts of the playoffs. You look at the the, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and they, they put up 38 points. They should be able to win, but Tom Bailey gets injured. And another defensive end, I'm forgetting his name right now, but he goes down. So Kansas City now gets Denver off a loss to New England. And that that's the worst formula for them. I, I expect Peyton Manning, with all this criticism, he always can bounce back. I expect them to get thumped at home. And, and then they got to right the ship. The good news for Kansas City is they are going to make the playoffs. The other wild cards, five and six. So you're still going to have playoff football in Kansas City. And, and that's going to be that's going to be quite a scene um, for the Chiefs to be in it. Um, but right now, 
they, they're 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 really they're really reeling right now. That if they would have held on for San Diego, um, and then let the pounding happen next week, essentially, I really do see Denver going in there and beating them next week. Just these Chiefs, um, they need their defense to step up. Got to give Alex credit putting up 38 with JC going crazy, but. You need to have that defense complement them. And um, we'll see how they prepare for Peyton. Don't let Peyton Manning have those five yards of field to work with. You know, you got to play tight man like New England. Take your chances and let them burn you over the top if they burn you. So that that's that. Well, we also had um, an unusual scenario. One of the few ties ever in history, certainly since the overtime rule, you got two teams that are just floundering along in hyperspace. The Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers with the flavor of the month quarterback. And uh, you had Matt Flynn, who seemed like this guy was making more money not playing for a team. He was a multimillionaire from not doing anything. And then you had Christian Ponder, who had a, uh, a really good game. And uh, they tied 26-all. And... There's an old saying, a tie is like kissing your sister. And Jared Allen, after the game, he, he, he's always one for a good quote, and we'll quote him. I view it as a loss, personally. We gave up a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. And then he, he segues into, I don't have a sister, but I'm going to say it's like going to prom queen with, it's going to prom. Sorry, I blew that. Let me say it again. Let's go back. I don't have a sister, but I'm going to say it's like going to prom with your sister. That was much better. <laughs> much more like <laughs> it's politically correct going up from with your sister. I mean, oy, I, my sister is nine years younger than me. So going the prom with my sister um, would be cute. But, you know, nobody would really take you that seriously. And for Matt Flintstone to come in and this dude right off the couch, I mean, he's rolling. I mean, Matt Flint, his wife and his family are transporting every week. They're hurt. They're getting their stuff ready and they're packing up their bags. You know, they're always on the move. I mean, it's like Little Miss Sunshine and, you know, that that big truck. I mean, they, they, Matt Flint is just always on the move, just always rolling in the locker room. Soon he's going to know every single locker room in the NFL. So, um, you know, Flynn, he really should have started this game. You know, I love Scotty Tolzien. He's a Madison guy. He grew up a Green Bay fan. It's a cute story, but he's just not been producing as well in his second year out of Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, he has kind of that big wind-up Tolzien. And, uh, you know, he made an athletic spin move scored, but he's not the answer. And I think Matt Flynn could fill in, do some good work. You look at Michael Glennon. He went in the Detroit one this week. So the Lions... That segues to a great to a great new uh, topic. The Detroit Lions are so unpredictable. You can't predict games in this league. And guess what? I, I, what do you think about Greg Schiano now? Three straight. Well, his team was tanking. Certainly, the pink slip, the ink hadn't quite dried on his slip to be fired. And the story of this is the Tampa Bay defense: four interceptions of Matthew Stafford. So a shocking win. For Tampa Bay to go into Detroit and win that game, and this year I think we always say it's 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 unpredictable, but you just see a lot of uh, you know you see Tampa Bay winning that game. You see Carolina continuing to roll in Miami. I saw the beginning of that game. Miami looked great. 
I thought they were definitely going to win. And Carolina at the end just kicked it in, kind of like uh, watching a horse race. Horse is just number two. And at the very end, they, they just kick it in and win at the wire. So Carolina uh, ha- has brought itself to be a, a, almost a guaranteed playoff team. And uh, certainly Miami, you know, with the, the – we call them the Miami non-incognitos, still reeling with all that stuff. There's still no clarity in the Martin incognito situation that we covered extensively last week. But this, this NFL is just a game – of, of of upsets. Jacksonville, be going into Houston, somehow winning 13-6. Look at the Jets. That's a team that's off and on. When it's off, it's really off. Baltimore takes care of business 19-3. So certainly the Jets are the most inconsistent team and the most unpredictable team in a very unpredictable league. Last thing I, w- I want to say because uh, we're running out of time on this segment. Uh, we still got a couple more minutes. Is that when you have a defense in Carolina's defense, you can afford for Cam Newton to be patient, um, to kick field goals, and to not play stellar football. And Cam Newton didn't have a spectacular week this week, but he is known as clutch. Because his defense allowed him to be. The defense shut down the Miami Dolphins for two quarters. And if the Dolphins would have played reasonable on offense, the game would have been a two-score football game. It would have been a nine-score game. And then Cam Newton and the Panthers would have lost. And then people would say, is Cam ready to take that next step? Are the Panthers ready to take that next step? Instead, Tannehill and the, and the Dolphins offense, which is pretty mediocre over to Mike Wallace, they get shut down by Carolina's defense. And Cam Newton gets time and time again to come back. And even though he didn't play well, the defense allows Cam Newton to be complacent, to be calm, and to not and to be a neutral. And, uh, okay, I'll give Cam credit on the last drive, but it's really the defense that wins this football game. People are going to say, oh, Cam's turning it around. Look at Cam. I think Cam was the same guy, believe it or not, other than just having that clutch gene that he's always had. But that defense was spectacular in the second half. So... Guess who is in the uh, the second AFC wildcard spot? Do I have to guess? Yes, you have to guess. Uh, pass. That is incorrect answer. There's no NFL team named Pass. But the thing is, this team is 5-6. and six, And the team is the only team in Tennessee. <laughs> that should give you a hint. The Tennessee Titans. Oh, yes, I know the answer. Tennessee Titans. <laughs> well, I mean, that was pretty impressive there. You got it together. Um, I'll give you the benefit of doubt. You know, um, I want. You know, there's so many coaches right now in the NFL that are on the verge of getting fired. You have Mike Smith. <laughs> you have Kerry Kubiak. I mean, just listing of these teams. Um, what teams? What coaches are on the hot seat right now? Who see this hot? Well, you know what? I know the audience, the audience is going to be hanging on this one. But we are reaching the two-minute warning. Actually, the three-minute warning. So come back in three, and we're going to talk about all the wonderful coaches who will be soon without a job.
what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and now... We're going to preview the upcoming season of badminton. Uh Uh-oh, we hear that sound. Click, 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 click. The sound of everybody clicking off. We're just kidding. Let's stay with the NFL. Instead of badminton, let's talk about bad coaches. Segway right into you, Spetsy. Let's go through a potpourri of coaches who get what we call the Rich Cotite Award for bad coaching. (laughs) You look at which seats are hotter than hot. Um, and pretty much the seat that's the hottest right now is Mike Shanahan down in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. I mean, you look at the Washington Redskins now um, with only three wins on the season, and this is really this is really just such a disappointment from such a high in winning the division last year. And you look at RG3, he has really regressed under Mike Shanahan this year, and the and the read option with him and his son Kyle just hasn't been fooling anybody. They've been losing a ton of close games, and their defense is just not the same as it was last year. The de- the offense really hinged on RG3's running ability, and now without RG3 carrying the football, Alfred Morris has been neutralized, 
and the whole team has been having a sophomore slump, so to say. So the the magic and the luster of RG3 and his likes has worn off, and Shanahan has failed to adjust. It's just looking like a stale relationship right now in Washington. I don't expect him to be coaching the Redskins next year. Then you look at Houston. 2-9, and nine, they're going to be getting a top 5 draft pick guaranteed next year. And you look at Gary Kubiak right now, and it just looks like a perfect time to transition. you still got a ton of talent. I still think Wade Phillips is doing a very nice job with the defense. I still see potential with SWAT. But unfortunately... Gary Kubiak this year, after coming up short in the playoffs and being on a hot seat, he's a great guy, Gary Kubiak, from what we know, but he will not be in Texas next year, unless he decides to live there, of course, but he just won't be coaching and the Houston Texans. So then we look around the league. Of course, you have Joe Philbin in Miami with the whole situation hanging over the incognito. There isn't out for Philbin. If this team makes the playoffs, he stays. Bottom line, they're 5-6 and six right in the dogfight, and they have enough talent on defense to contend. I don't think they'll get there. I see him leaving because I see Pitt and Baltimore, the winner of Thanksgiving Thursday night football. I see them taking the wild card, okay? And then you have Leslie Frazier in Minnesota. It's time for Manziel, Minnesota next year. How about Kevin Sumlin landing with Johnny Football in Minnesota? Would that be awesome or what? You know, Leslie Frazier just hasn't had a whole lot of success under Minnesota. I Actually, last year, I know that they had a very successful run with Adrian Peterson, but this year has been such a disappointment. They they made a big mistake, I believe, on drafting Christian Ponder, who doesn't have that upside that they need. He is not a franchise quarterback. He is a solid backup slash starter when needed, but he is not the guy to build the franchise around. I see them cleaning house and starting anew in Minnesota. So that is my coaching carousel of the week. Oh, wow. And Mike Smith as well. You know, it's tough to go through this without, you know, forgetting anybody, but I don't see Arthur Blank keeping Smith around, too. This season has just been such a disaster. So that's the coaching carousel. Kind of a somber note to open up this segment, talking about some future employees that will not be working with their team next year. Um, but that, but that, that's what we have to do as sports reporters. We have to break it to you. We have to give our honest opinions, and these are so, these are something to take note of. You're going to look and see if these coaches can still get their guys playing hard football, and that is the opening of the third segment. Well, let's do the flip side of NFL coaches. I want to now discuss the coach of the year, the proposed coach of the year, and also the comeback coach of the year. A strong candidate for Coach of the Year, believe it or not, would be repeat Coach of the Year Bruce Arians with the Arizona Cardinals. Seven wins. Nobody looked at Arizona and thought they were capable of doing anything. Looking at the comeback Coach of the Year, it's got to be the Andrew uh, Big Red Reeds. And essentially, you have a guy who won four wins last year at Philadelphia, was so dead, they put a fork at him, and they were clearing the charcoal out of the grill. And before you know it... He was 9-0 and undefeated in Kansas City. And all of a sudden, a team that has been dead in the water for years and years, the Kansas City Chiefs, a team you just don't think about, is now, albeit 
on a on a minor losing streak, losing to the Philip Rivers, you still have to think that Andy Reid is is up there for coach of the year. Look, he had it also Ron Rivero. Ron Rivera, I should say, was certainly a guy who looked like they were gonna ready to fry him up on the griddle. <laughs> but somehow he came in and it frosted him out. Oh, wow. Just a little inhumane um, analogy there on behalf of Bruce the Sports Doc. But really, Ron Rivera has done a spectacular job with the Carolina Panthers after getting off to another subpar start, um, going 0-2 out of the gate and losing. Remember that E.J. Manuel touchdown? Remember that touchdown? Um, to to uh, Stevie Johnson in the back of the end zone. I'm sure Ron Rivera was not in a good mood that Sunday. But after that, they went home, kicked the Giants' butt 38 to nothing, and then this team has just been absolutely rolling, winning in Kansas and winning in San Francisco on the road, beating up on subpar opponents. Luke Keekley, that defense, ah, the defense is tight. My coach of the year candidate is a guy that was not even in the league last year. Is a guy that couldn't even speak to his team. A guy who was living in Louisiana, but, it, but the NFL was recording their phone calls, okay? Sean Payton, he couldn't even text anybody. Even under a, seven, a star 76 number, they would sniff him out. I mean, they pretty much had sniffing dogs around like around Sean, Sean Payton's house. I mean, this guy, they literally would watch him like make his cereal in the morning. I mean, he had bodyguards all around him. He had about 12 different cell phones. All of them were not working. So you look at Sean Payton, and he has come back into New Orleans, and he is their favorite son once again, 9-2. and two. Sean Payton, um, just an incredible win last week or two weeks ago over San Francisco. I loved him pumping up the crowd. Uh, he's back, and those Saints are just very good this year. If they if they're number one or even number two, I just see Sean Payton um, really taking home this award. He's another guy that definitely should be mentioned. Well, we are going to now switch a little bit of gears to the NCAA basketball and the new handshake rule. What do you think? <laughs> I love how specific that question was because it's a pretty broad question. I like the idea of more scoring. The premise is very strong with the freedom of movement and becoming more like the pro game. Except no one likes to watch people shoot free throws. That 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 ruins flow. No one wants to see people spin the ball and shoot free throws. Even a made free throw is not that exhilarating. I'd rather see block shots. I'd rather see bad passes. At least you can analyze that in the moment. Unless someone airballs a free throw, it's not that epic. So, uh, you know, right now teams need to learn, learn to adjust. I do like for smaller guys to be able to play physical D out on the post. I still believe that that's a huge part of basketball. And I even play pickup basketball, and it's sometimes it's hard, you know, when I try to duplicate the rules of the NCAA, which I usually don't because I usually have to play D, you know, you know, covering from behind like that and, and, you know, being physical. But the point is, 
is that it's it's very hard now to really defend guys, and especially when guys are hurling into defenders, it's almost impossible. You're almost left helpless in that situation. So I think that the teams need to learn better about this rule. I don't like how many free throws are being shot right now, and we need to kind of give this more time for this um, for this implication to really take place and take flight I do like more scoring I do like freedom of motion I do not like fouls so that that's my clear and honest opinion on the rules what do you think I mean do you think we should sacrifice this little you know this this horrible period of of NCAA basketball right now well the good news is I'm saved by the bell we've come to the end of this third segment and we're going to be Breaking down some sports medicine in the next segment, particularly the hard luck kid himself, Derek Rose. Stay with us, guys and girls. We'll be back in three minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at one 346 9144 That's one 346 9144 Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the final segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and I'm here with my co-host, Spencer the Wizard. We've already bounced around the NFL and we've had a slight landing in 
college basketball. It's time to cruise to the land of dunks, zips, and great athletes. That is the NBA. And we want to talk a little bit about the haves and the have-nots early on. Let's do a breakdown of the teams we are the, the team we are most surprised about, and of course, the biggest loser. No, I look at the NBA and I, I really see Michael Carter Williams of the Sixers having a really nice season. I didn't think he'd come in this early and have a great impact. I thought that being six six as a point guard would be an advantage, but the NBA game would catch up to him athletically. The the team is really playing hard right now. A team that I re- that is a really fun team to watch that plays late at night, but I've just been, you know, really surprised by how many great players there are. are the uh the Phoenix Suns. You know, I love the Morris brothers. I love what they bring to the table. You know, they're physical, you know, tall, you know, forwards that can really shoot the basketball. And then I look at um, Eric Bledsoe of the um, of the Phoenix Suns, and he's really had the freedom to roam around and be the guy there. And he's actually assumed that role quite well, which is really fun. He's awesome. He's so fast. He can shoot the ball well. Goran Dragic, the Dragons. So the Suns are just like such an exciting late-night team that I kind of love to watch late. Um, and then, of course, you have the, the fun teams, the powers of the Western Conference. You know, you have the... Uh, you have the Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Clippers, the High Flyers, the Shooters. I mean, those teams have a lot in store. I still look at the Clippers just have a boatload of talent right now. You look at the Houston Rockets, they're creeping up. The West is so deep. And the East is pretty much just Indiana and Miami. And I don't see any way that teams can crack into that code. But, um, you know, Bruce, with this NBA right now, there would you... As a coach or as a general manager, what are your thoughts on tanking the season? Because you see a lot of these Eastern Conference teams in dire straits, and you see the thunder that is approaching, which is this next draft and this next draft class. Well, let's. it kind of segues us into the draft class. I know we're kind of getting back to the NCAA, but we saw a game with Jabari Parker playing against Wiggins, and Parker's first half was the most sensational opening game for a rookie that I have seen. He really reminded me of LeBron. He was doing everything. He was making moves, spin moves off the glass, making his shots, rebounding, playing defense. This guy is a complete package. If you ask me, this would be the number one pick in the draft. Wiggins was quiet in the first half. He, You know, being a young guy, he got down on himself with two fouls. But he came back at the end, and he was like lightning. And he's really a finisher. You know, the guy near the basket can't really be stopped. And you you wonder, obviously he's going to be fast, and you wonder which one of those is a better player. There's also a guy who played in the first game, a guy named Randall, and he also had a great game. So there's three great players right there. And if you're in the top five, you're going to end up with a franchise player in my view. So the question is, a team like Chicago, who whose superstar, Derrick Rose, just went down with a full tear of the MCL after rehabbing the ACL, and he just it's just terrible for a guy like this, who's 25, who's essentially the centerpiece and franchise player, to now be out for the season with season-ending, season-ending surgery. There's even talk, there's even buzz that Evan Turner, who's who's averaging 25 points a game, 
finally under the cloud of Doug Collins. And Brett Brown is just letting him go and run and not putting pressure on him. He's really finally coming into his own as a guy you could envision being the number two pick in the draft. And it just might be the right time. The Sixers are all about, you know, planning for the future and unloading Turner, clearing more space, and allowing the young guys to play. And again, this whole year is almost a rehearsal for them. And they got off to a good start, but it seems like it's time for the Sixers to start losing. And not that we like them to tank or anything, but Jabari Parker would look pretty nice next to Darledge Noel, Michael Carter-Williams. That team could be loaded. No doubt. I mean, it's fun. It's just <laughs> kind of funny that you say it's time to start losing, you know. That 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 phrase is just a pretty interesting phrase, but that's at where we've come to in the land of sports. And I'm an advocate of tanking. I mean, maybe that's just because I'm a fantasy player and I have a fantasy mindset. Um, but you look at this draft class and it's so enticing and the options that you have with it. And you look at Indiana as a perfect example. They're a solid team that has been built for free agency, that's been built through a stellar draft. And dra- drafting George out of Fresno was, was nothing short of spectacular pick out of the Mountain West Conference. But you look at the Pacers and they're even short of superstars to contend with with LeBron James and the in the Miami Heat and in the NBA it's a long season but if you have those superstars in place and you look at Oklahoma City they were a couple wins away from being champions and they've have and Westbrook and Durant are franchise players and they are going to be relevant for a long time and even with dealing Harden I mean those three years that they had together two years whatever they they were special so I'm in that you know I really like tanking um and looking forward to next year's class about Evan Turner it depends really on how much chemistry Evan Turner's having with Carter Williams. That might really just be a hard hit for the Sixers team that is really gelling right now and that and that is really contributing. My comment about Andrew Wiggins that I'm remembering that I wanted to say is that you looked at Anthony Bennett and, and Anthony Davis. These are two guys that, were first-round picks that were the most athletic players in college basketball. And the options, NBA franchises love projects. And they love guys that have huge upside, like a Russell Westbrook, that just needs some coaching and to, to tighten up screws in their game. And Wiggins is such a great blank canvas to begin with because of the fact that he can jump, he can dunk, he has all the raw attributes to really be a fantastic pro. Um, but you look at Parker, he's just so much more established in this game. He knows his game. I don't think Parker's going to climb. I think Wiggins still has a lot of room to climb. But I do love Parker and his confidence and his personality and at Duke with Kyrie Irving being so successful in the NBA. Um, it's hard to pass on Parker. They're all great choices. Um, but but I'm just telling you that a lot of teams might like Wiggins because of the potential that he could have and because it might be so much fun to see where this kid can go with having the most athletic skill set to work with. Well, I think it's time to show where we thank Ray Ellis, our sports director, for giving us this opportunity to be on the air. Jeff Spinard, the president of the network, 
And we go to our spotlight game of the week. Just has passed. It was the Creighton Blue Jays traveling all the way from Omaha, Nebraska to a small little gym at the St. Joe's Fieldhouse. And we were there live to cover it. We would have liked to have given it to you live, but we would have infringed on copyright violations and we would have lost our show. So instead, we're giving you the next best thing, the after-the-fact breakdown, as well as All-American, as we call him, the the prior guy. They call him Dougie, Doug McDermott, and the Crate Blue Jays. And of course, our 10th-year starter, setting a record for 10 years, oh, actually, only six years, our point forward, Mr. Greg Gibbs. Spencer, we have a, he's a Creighton Blue Jays booster, showed up to the game with buckets of cash for his boys, but unfortunately, <laughs> the NCAA wouldn't let him in the building. Spencer, tell us about your breakdown of the game of the week, Creighton Blue Jays, and your St. Joe's Hawks. I'm sure Coach McDermott on his birthday today, happy birthday, Coach Mack, I'm sure that he really appreciated you um, admitting basically that I'm a booster of the Creighton basketball program and basically just violating all the trust that we had as an illegal booster. But nah, that's not the case. I just happen to be an advisor of the team, and they just happen to be a great group of young guys that allowed me to have dinner with them, and they are such a likable group of kids. I mean, they've worked hard from the Missouri Valley to transfer to the big East. Will Artino is a perfect example. You know, he bulked up, put on a ton of weight, and this is a kid that is really battling down low in the trees right now, in the trenches, and you got to give Will Artino a ton of credit. Also, you got Dougie McBuckets. That That is his nickname. He went for the Dougie Fresh Era, but right now he's getting ready to go to the NBA. Um, Rob Dowster, formerly um, called him Dougie McBuckets, and it was made official by Scott Van Pelt. And this guy, I mean, he receives doubles every night. He receives every team's best shot. And the reason he can really compete is because he has no holes in his offensive game. He can shoot the three ball, so you can't allow him to shoot. He's six foot eight, so he can go to the lane. He can finish with either hand, and he has the softest touch off the glass. He's mobile. He can dribble the basketball. And plus, he has Grant Gibbs, who's a marksman at finding Doug McDermott. I mean, Doug McDermott's good enough on his own, but when he has Jahans Managa, Grant Gibbs, when he has Chapman and, and Devin Brooks, they're all feeding Dougie. Um, it's it's almost impossible to stop the train that is the Doug McDermott train and um, and Creighton and Doug McDermott, you know, versus college, versus college athletes that are still not really ingrained in the playing defense. And with the new rules, I mean, it's just an unfair matchup. It's really tough. You know, the real question mark for the Creighton Blue Jays is whether the void of Gregory and Janike will come back to bite them. I mean, I just watched Marquette play. I was really impressed with Javante Gardner there. And there's a lot of big horses down low in the Big East Conference. And St. Joe's was able to exploit them a little bit um, but because Creighton had to sag down into the paint, leaving open three-point looks. Um, so you kind of had to pick your poison a little bit with the Hawks. Um, you look at Creighton this year, and as long as Ethan Raggi and and Avery can continue to shoot the ball, you know, at a nice pace. I still like this Creighton team to be able to win games. Of course, Doug McDermott is always a guy you can lean on because he's just really one of the, he's the most complete player in the country. 
scoring the basketball and he could hurt you off cuts and and I've mentioned that already and it's free for a person so you can't lose with the guy and uh you know Creighton is just such a joy to watch they they pass the ball so fluidly but their players as good as they are on the court are just as nice off it so a great team to check out from Omaha you can tune in the Fox Sports 1 with Raftery and Gus Johnson they'll be highlighting the CenturyLink Center in Omaha this year and uh, it's going to be such an exciting time to see Creighton go into the Big East. And there's no better way than to kick off Creighton's move to the Big East and coming in with the best player in Creighton history in Doug McDermott. So uh, can't wait. College basketball's heating up. Jahi Carson, Thanksgiving Day. I mean, I could talk about this for quite a while. But right now we're going to let you guys go out and enjoy your Tuesday night. And enjoy Thanksgiving. I want to relay the message. Thank you to the guys at Voice America. You guys do an awesome job. We're so happy to be here. And uh, Bruce, take us away, man. Well, it was a great week. I think we touched all the bases, except for baseball, of course. And therefore, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, show as much as we did, bringing it to you. And thanks for tuning in. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And tune in next week to the next edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. Thanks for joining the discussion this week on Bruce the Sports Doc. Tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with Dr. Bruce Grossinger on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.